There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Pop quiz, what can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. I'll have that here in a minute, but first, let's begin this hour's e-news with John Stamos this morning. I know. He's going to be a daddy, finally. He is 54 years old. His 31-year-old fiance Caitlin McHugh, is pregnant. Yay! John says, we have the same morals and the same values. That all clicked nicely, so we said, oh, well, maybe we should have a family. Hmm actually happened before they got engaged in October. Caitlin suggested they do it before they get married, quote, because you're old, (laughs) she told him. That's honest. Uh, If you're wondering what kind of father John Stamos is going to be, well, not surprisingly, it sounds like he's going to be your classic goofy sitcom dad. He says, I've been practicing for a long time. I've done every shtick you can do with a baby on TV. All the bits and jokes and diaper gags, I'll probably just do all that stuff. I've heard he's really, really good with kids. I bet he is. Yeah. He seems like the perfect Uncle Jesse. He does. <laughs> Just he's in general, the perfect he? uncle. Yeah. yeah. See how he is as a dad. Well, Salma Hayek is now among the many women who say they've been victimized by Harvey Weinstein, and she really laid bare just how horrible it was to be targeted by him. In a piece for the New York Times, Salma says she was not sexually assaulted. And she thinks her friendships with people like Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, and George Clooney may have been the only thing that saved her from that. But what what he did was just as bad on an emotional level, she said. It started when she made a deal with Harvey to make her passion project. It was a movie about Mexican artist Frida Kahlo. Oh, man, I remember that. And Oh, yeah. That's when he started making his usual demands. He would try to get her to take a shower with him, let him watch 
her take a shower, let him give her a massage, let him give her oral sex, get naked with another woman, and a lot of other perverted things. She always said no. Obviously, Harvey hated that. One time he even told her, quote, I will kill you. Don't think I can't. After all those denials, Harvey told her he was taking the movie away from her and giving it to another actress. Salma got her lawyers involved, and Harvey said she could make the movie if she met some new conditions. She met them all, and the movie was back on. The sexual harassment stopped, but Harvey still had it in for Salma. He would show up on the set. He would complain about the character's unibrow and limp. Uh, He told her that all she had was sex appeal, and there was none of that in the film. He said he was going to shut the film down unless she agreed to one more thing. And in this case, the next thing was uh, a nude sex scene with another woman that he wanted. And at this point, Salma just felt like it was her responsibility to finish the movie, so she gave in. The day she filmed the scene, she was so upset about it that she was crying and vomiting, but she got through it. (coughs) Excuse me. Long story short, Frida got made, and despite Harvey complaining about having to release it, it actually won two Oscars. I remember that, too. Yeah, what Salma's piece really drives home, though, is the emotional toll that sexual harassment takes on a woman. She says, in Harvey's eyes, I was not an artist. I wasn't even a person. I was a thing. Not a nobody, but a body. She adds, we as women have been devalued artistically to an indecent state to the point where the film industry stopped making an effort to find out what female audiences wanted to see and what stories we wanted to tell. And until there is equality in our industry, with men and women having the same value in every aspect of it, our community will continue to be a fertile ground for predators. She adds, quote, men sexually harassed because they could. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Women are talking today because in this new era, we finally can. What I find fascinating, too, about Selma Hayek and this situation is this wasn't that long ago. It's not like Selma Hayek was this 20-year-old that was just trying to break into the business. Oh, right. You know, I mean, she was already very successful. established, successful woman, right. And he still wielded power over her. Oh, yeah. He was not, he did not discriminate. No, he did not. So Forbes named Mark Wahlberg the most overpaid actor of 2017. Really? I like him. I I know. I'm a fan. He uh, upended Johnny Depp, who was number one the past two years. Now, there's there's a certain formula that Forbes puts together, and it's kind of complicated, but basically they looked at the last three live-action movies that a bunch of actors and actresses made and compared what they were paid with the operating income ended up being. So the movies had to be released in at least 2,000 theaters to count, and... Um, movies from the past six months weren't included. 
So, I mean, mm-hmm. Mark's last two movies, Transformers, The Last Night, and Daddy's Home 2 didn't count, which will probably... I don't you know, know that they would help him, though. <laughs> I think well, I think Daddy's Home 2, well, and Transformers. It was last of those week when you were out. It was at the money. top of the list of the worst movie of 2017. What was? Daddy's, Daddy's Home, Home 2. 2. Oh, no! I loved the first one. It was yeah. hilarious. It did not right. get good it reviews. It did not do well. <laughs> That's a bummer. I haven't seen it yet. So, we'll see. All right. Brad Pitt is at number five. He returns $11.50 for each dollar paid. Denzel Washington returns $10.40 for each dollar paid. That's pretty good. But my, you know, I do have a question about, of course I have a question about this, but let me get through the list here. Channing Tatum, third, $7.60 for each dollar. Christian Bale, $6.70. And Mark Wahlberg then for $4.40. His recent disappointments include Patriot's Day and Deepwater Horizon, and both of those were big budget action type films. Right. Like, I've seen bits and pieces of Deepwater Horizon, and hmm. I, I don't think that was a cheap movie to make. No, I doubt. But when they do the math, I mean, is that is that what the movie ended up grossing? Yeah, I would guess. So, I mean, yeah, because that's still, how they would sounds, get that number. I think it sounds like a lot, but when you take out. How much movie? How much the movie cost to be made, and then everybody else's salaries, and then the marketing costs, uh-huh, and all that in. business. So I don't think we should give them too much credit for making. If Brad Pitt got paid a million dollars to make the movie, and it only made ten million dollars, right? They didn't gross that much from it. It or is net a complicated formula. Yes, I think it would be cool to see what each of us, you included, listening. You know, the same formula for how much. You know, you bring back to the table, right? I think that, I don't know. I just, that's just kind of an interesting. It would be an interesting, yeah, yeah. I think most managers have a pretty good idea. They know exactly where what percentage they want their payroll to be, and I think when they break down the numbers and they look at the productivity of everyone, what they bring to the table mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways, tangible and intangible. Yeah, I think they got a, at least a rough number in their yeah. head. Well, I would think some jobs it'd be hard to tell though. Mm-hmm. Hard to figure that out. Darlene. Yes. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you doing this morning? Wonderful. Excellent. Oh, hi. Sorry, we were shooting a video. I was very distracted. Okay, here are your three headlines. Tell us a real one. You're going to sit in the sixth row at the Trans-Siberian Orchestra show, okay? Okay. Is it a woman hits son-in-law in the head with a rolling pin for putting ketchup on her meatloaf? Is it be a woman wants the cops to focus less on her friend being hit with a garbage can and more on a pizza place not giving her enough sriracha? Or see, man tells boss it was his pet monkey that pooped on his computer. I'm going to go with number two. Numero doso. Yeah, you got it. All right. It was me. Good job, right. Darlene. So, you'll be sitting in the sixth row. Okay, awesome. So the story is this. A 36-year-old woman and a 45-year-old man in Seattle got drunk on Sunday night, and at about 2.15 in the morning, they went to grab some late-night pizza. But the woman got into a big argument with the staff at the pizza place because she got pizza with sriracha sauce on top, and she didn't feel like they had given her enough sriracha sauce. Anyway, she and her friend left the shop, and that's when, for some reason, a 29-year-old guy outside threw a garbage can at them. It hit the woman's boyfriend in the leg, and the cops came out to sort out what was going on. But the woman, interestingly enough, she kept trying to get the cops to shift their focus to something that she felt was far more important than the guy who threw the garbage can at them. 
She wanted the cops to hold the pizza place accountable for shorting her on sriracha sauce. Well, you need, when you need it, you need it. Believe it or not, the cops did not choose to investigate the sriracha incident. Instead, they wound up arresting the guy who threw the garbage can for assault. So, hmm. That's the justice system for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know? Hey, we got a classic second date update coming up that you likely missed the first time around on what will be a chilly day out there. Mix of sun and clouds. We'll see a high around, well, high around 30, which is where we're sitting now. But those temperatures are going to drop into the 20s. It is 31 at Cincinnati's Q102 and... Tori has got your Q102, carryautomotive.com traffic now. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked-out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.